Danger Will Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting way to start. There we go. That's what I, it's all about the hook, right? So um, we use automation in our business. No, you use automation. In I, <laughs> I use automation in our business. And, you know, it gets a bad rap, but automation certainly has its place in the world. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to do like a little series about automation and is it's so important to small businesses, right? Because we have very limited resources. So when you can automate things in inexpensively, it saves you a lot of money it does. Right? and it saves you a lot of headache. And so we're going to talk about automation in this episode and the following episodes starting now. Do you wish your life away waiting for Friday? Do you dread Sunday nights and Monday mornings? My wife and I have spent over a decade building an online business while raising a family. I quit my cubicle job to live the life I wanted, to experience freedom, and we want to help you do the same. We're Chris and Laura. Welcome to Fearless Together. So people, like I said, automation gets a very, very rough uh, rap because it immediately people think it's eliminating jobs. And in some ways, I guess it could be right. It's a, you know, you can use, it's a tool. It can be used for good or bad, right? Okay. The screwdriver could replace the batteries inside of the buzz light ear <laughs> or it can be used as a weapon, right? It's just like, that's, it's how you use a tool and automation's the same way. And don't get all holier than thou with me about automation, because if you use an oven or a microwave, you use automation, right? <laughs> okay. We're, you're not out there having to rotate the food over a fi open fire on a spit, right? Like no, you're, you're, that's true. <laughs> you I get to put stuff in and walk away. And, you know, automation is just huge in our lives. I think, I mean, it can really kind of almost go without saying, right? We all like cars. That's significantly better than horse and buggy. You know, well, I mean, I guess unless you're on a honeymoon. Yeah. Cars, yeah. Are, kind of, cars are kind of ordinary. But, you know, even then... You want to automate it by having someone else run the horse and buggy. <laughs> if I was running the horse and buggy on our uh, our honeymoon, I don't know where we would be right now. Yeah, that was a cute thing at uh, in St. Augustine. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> so automation in in business, especially in online business, is amazing, right? Because you have so many options, and most of them are extremely affordable, right? Okay, but where does automation fit in with these online businesses? Right. And, and it, it's going to vary based on the niche that you're in, right. It's going to vary based on the kind of tasks that you're trying to do, but any, anything that you have to do routinely can often be automated. So I'll give you an example. Um, let's say every month you have to generate a financials report for somebody, okay. whether, whether it be a client or your boss or whatever. If you have to grab data from the same places, put them into the same cells and print it to PDF, and that's you do the same steps every single month, that is something that can be automated with a sufficient amount of expertise, right? It might be a little bit difficult depending on what systems and all You're that. You're like, I got this handled though. <laughs> it's, it, well, it is something that I could do. Yeah, I have the tools. I've spent a lot of money on the tools to be able to do that kind of stuff. And I've spent a lot of time learning the tools so I can do that kind of stuff. But that's just one example, right? I'm just trying to show how general this can be. Yeah. Right? Tasks that you just do over and over, that repetitive thing. Exactly. So any task that's extremely repetitive 
can often be automated, right? Maybe not perfectly, but some, some often steps in between and stuff like that. Right. You know, um, if you've ever had a situation happen where um, maybe a client didn't get some report or you didn't, something didn't happen that needed to happen simply because someone wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. That that kind of situation can usually be automated because it's literally like, you know, passing the baton in a relay race or something like that. Like when you have a process, right, maybe two systems that don't speak together very well. And so it's someone's job to watch that system. And when something happens there, then they go and do something in this system over here. That is some that's like a prime place to do automation because you're just waiting for something to fail, right? You're waiting for someone to not pay attention. You're waiting for someone to call out sick or whatever. Right. And that process doesn't happen. So okay. you don't want to, if someone's job is like, I need to watch this and then do that. Like, that's not a great job. Like that's something that you can automate. Okay. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so one of the, the easiest things to automate, and we will go into some of these things in more depth in, in future episodes, but automation can be used in anything from like um, outreach, right? Doing, um, you know, if you want to connect with other people um, online, so doing email outreach, those things can have a certain amount of automation. Now, there is a point where you can have too much automation. Oh, yeah. I mean, right away, that's the first thing I'm thinking. Yes, it is very... So automation is a very fine line that you need to walk, right? It needs to help you but it needs to not take over everything, right? It's when you think of like, we've got all these like cool smart speakers and stuff in our house and we're like, hey, turn on this TV show or something else there, right? You know, like turn off those lights and play this music. That's fun. That's that's easy, fun automation. But there are some people that like, they want to, to make it so it's like, I open my door and then my living room lights come on. And then I walk into the kitchen and a sensor notices and then those lights come on and then my lights go off in the living room. And, you know, and like they want all of these like really, really fancy automations. And then that's when you get into like those movies where like the house is like, I'm sorry for your protection. I can't do that for (laughs) you. You know, and obviously it's a, a fictional example, but you can over automate and it can be. It's not just an inconvenience. It can often be to the detriment of your business. Right. Especially with outreach, you know, you certainly don't want to look like you're automating that. Oh, exactly. Yeah. You know, you... We all see those emails. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we do. You know, and so you you do have to to walk a fine line and, and automation doesn't have to be complete, right? You can automate things up to a point. So as an example, let's say you have, you basically just copy and paste emails to, you know, you go to different businesses contact forms and you copy and paste basically the same email and maybe change a name or whatever and send that off to them. You could fully automate that process, right? You could absolutely and hit thousands of different contact forms a day when right now, maybe manually, you can only realistically do 20, 25 or something like that. You could absolutely automate things like that, like crazy. And then do you just (laughs) personally respond to the ones that respond. Yeah. And and that is a way that some people do it, but some people might feel like, well, it doesn't feel genuine. Yeah. Like you, that might to some, and I guess this is a good point. Um, what is over automation to me might not be over automation to another person. Right. But what you could do in that situation is instead of, you know, just fully automating that process, right. Let's say you're, you have a problem with it. You don't like, it doesn't feel genuine to you. 
you can still have it so that the, you can have an automation that goes out and finds all of the sites with the contact forms, and then you can kind of review them, right? Automation as an assistant rather than as the the worker, right? All right. You know, yeah. so you can have uh, a, a way of finding a bunch of these sites, contact forms or whatever, and then you can review them and then you can do your normal process. Or you could even have it so that it generates all of the emails, like, with the name already in it. And then you can like kind of review the emails before you go out. Right. There's all, there's a whole spectrum that you can do these things. Yeah. And you're just awesome at this stuff. This is why I made the joke at the beginning of the episode. Like you're the one who, who automates in our business. I, I don't, yes. but that's okay. What's cool though, is there are a lot of off the shelf solutions to do these things. And I, I really want to educate people on this just so that they are aware of the options and opportunities that are available to them, right? Yeah. You can automate almost any aspect of your business. And we're going to talk about what you shouldn't automate in a future episode. Um, but just kind of like a little preview is anything creative, anything mm-hmm. that requires the human touch, you don't really want to automate that because um, there's only so much that you can do without things kind of going wonky. Cool. My job's safe. <laughs> yeah, right. And so... One example of this is voiceovers. Uh, I I come from, I have a very big video production, video marketing production, right? I don't want to act like I'm like some Hollywood director. I'm nothing like that. No. But I've produced a lot of video for social media, sales videos, things like that. And most of the tools that I use have automation built into them. I used to use Adobe After Effects many moons ago, and that was the very manual professional way of doing things. And that was not something I enjoyed doing. So right. I found tools that were faster, that produced, um, they, they aided me, right? It was the assistant, not the, the worker, right? They didn't replace me, but these tools helped me move video production faster. Right. You know, by breaking up the text into their own slides without me having to go in and manually break, you know, create my own slides or anything like that. Trying to find images and videos that kind of fit that slide, right? They, these really cool tools that would do this for me. And it allowed me to create videos more quickly, right? Yeah. So I have these types of tools that helped me do those kinds of things. Well, I mean, if that's automation, then I've done some. (laughs) (laughs) But, but that's what I'm trying to say is like you get, there are tools off the shelf that allow you to do these kinds of things right? without having to have like a coding background. Exactly. Without having, so I, yeah, I don't, I don't want people to feel like they, this is out of reach for them, but I do want people to understand what is available to them because you can do these kinds of things. Yeah. There are so many times where, you know, I'll be showing you something that I'm working on and you're like, how many times do you, do you do that? Do you do it the same way every single time? I could automate that for you. And I'm like, really? That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. And, and and those are a lot of the questions that you need to ask yourself when considering if you can automate something, right? If you if it's something that you just kind of do repetitively and it doesn't require a lot of human interact human touch, then um, you can do those kinds of things. So going back to my example about videos, um, so I've been around that world a long time. And one of the common things that I would see in a lot of the forums for these applications is can I just use like synthesized voices? Can you, and, and the answer, the, the real answer is, yeah, you, you can use those, but they, for the most part, you can usually tell that it's a robotic voice. Right? Yeah. Some, I mean, some have gotten more convincing, but it, it can't replace somebody. It doing really, the voiceover. Exactly. Because they, the, the, these 
synthesized voices can say things, but they don't inflect, right? They don't express emotion the way that, you know, a normal human would on, on certain words. Right. And so that's what a lot of these like synthesized voices mess up. And mm -hmm. it, so, yeah, you can use that, but you've removed the human touch. And so those, so when it's creative things like that, it's, it's very difficult to automate those kinds of things. You can't automate a podcast. <laughs> yeah, you can't automate a podcast. But there are things after a pod, you know. There are. And so that is actually something that I've successfully automated recently um, is anytime we publish a new podcast episode, I have an automation that goes and publishes that episode, the links to it on Twitter and Facebook for us. Right. And that is, you know, it's been a successful automation for me, you know, but you know, and, and again, we'll talk about this in a future episode. You can go overboard, right. right? You know? And so I'm, I'm a huge believer in automation. I mean, I'm, I'm, we've invested in automation, you know, companies, you know, security robotics and stuff like that. Like right, yeah. it, it's, it is absolutely the future. And if you're a small business online, you should be looking into automation and may, and hopefully if you've never heard of it, you're excited right now because this is very freeing, right? Once you figure out, once you learn all of the different things that you can automate in your online business or in your online presence, it's very freeing. Now, what I hope to do in this series that we're about to embark upon or that we have embarked upon is that when you are new to automation, right? It's like, when you're a hammer, everything else looks like a nail. <laughs> like once you learn this tool, you want to apply it everywhere because it's super duper not having to do anything. But I am going to provide kind of like those restraints or at, you least, need the balance. or at least guidelines. Yeah, because I made I've made the mistake in the past of like automate all the things and it it is um, a problem. And we'll talk about like what can happen because, like I said, it's not just like. It isn't simply inconvenience that unfolds. You can actually harm some of the stuff that you do online, mm -hmm. right? And uh, So it's an amazing tool. Don't be scared of it, but don't abuse it. Exactly. It's very, very powerful. Um, and when you apply it well, it effectively, um, it frees you up a lot, right? And so what automation should be to you, and I've said this a few times now, Automation should be an assistant for you, right? An assistant that gets rid of things that you don't want to do or that you... Busy you, work. Exactly. Tedious things that ultimately are preventing you from doing the big work. Automation can't replace or at least shouldn't be able to replace exactly what you do, right? Okay. Now, there is, uh, there is kind of an interesting loophole, and I don't think that we've got an episode about this, so I'm going to mention it in this episode now. <laughs> but it's kind of a, an interesting thing, that, an interesting way that I've seen um, automation applied. And now, um, some people, uh, there are varying schools of thought on this. So I'm not endorsing it. I just think it's an interesting way. All right. All right. Get to the point here. <laughs> So one of the ways that I've seen people use automation is in, it's called arbitrage, right? And so for anyone who doesn't know, arbitrage takes advantage of market inefficiencies. Yeah. So for example, if you could buy, you know, Apple stock and, you know, over here for a thousand dollars and then sell it over there for $1,500, right? Or let's say, you know, you're at a grocery store and 
you decide I'm going to buy packs of gum here for 25 cents and then go out in front of the store and sell them for 50 cents, right? It's like market arbitrage, taking advantage of market inefficiencies. Anyways, I know this sounds super boring. Just bear with me. So what people have done is they will sell a service on a marketplace like Fiverr, Conquer, and there's a ton of these like little like gig services. Okay. So they'll sell us, they'll sell their service on one of these sites, right? So maybe it's like logo design or something like that, right? And I know you're thinking, Chris, you can't automate logo design. That's creative. Exactly. Um, then what they'll do is anytime an order comes in, they have an automation, a bot, if you will, that goes and takes that order and places it with someone else's service elsewhere, right? Ah. And so you're selling the service on, you know, Fiverr for, you know, 50 bucks. And then you take that order and send it over to that service over there. That's, you know, $25. And once the work's done, it delivers it back to the person. And so you like every time someone buys, you make $25 through market arbitrage. Just through connecting the right, you know, people and customers. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, it's silly, but it's like, there are people that do that kind of thing, but that's just an example of, of how you can automate certain things. Just like another little example that people are just clever and take advantage of things. Yeah. It's really amazing. Once you, you start breaking down some of the things that automation can do and some of those tasks it can take off of you for somebody like me who was completely unaware of automation it was like really you can have you know software or program or bot do this for me like it's it's really cool and surprising yeah i mean we've created bots for like resizing images for you right there's you were on this crazy project where you had to just resize a ton of images and it's like i there's an easier way, right? And, yeah. you know, it saved you hours and hours of time once you automate it, you know. The the double-edged sword of automation, right? Um, and it depends on what you're automating and, you know, is the the initial cost of time, right? Because uh, if especially if you're trying to do it on your own, you'll need to learn whatever it is that you're trying to automate, right? If you yeah. can find an off-the-shelf software that does it, great. But sometimes the things that you're doing are so specific that you either need uh, to buy a tool, like a specialized you know, tool that's really expensive, or you have to learn how to do something, or you have to pay someone to do the, make the automation for you. So yeah, that starts getting kind of intimidating. It, it can be, especially if you're, you know, if you've got a tight budget or something like that. But there are options available out there uh, for pretty much any task that you need. And uh, we'll definitely cover a lot of those in a future episode. But what I did want to do is get automation on people's radar. It's actually a subject that's come up a few times in the mastermind group. And I wanted to talk about that just because I have kind of a big automation background, as anyone might have you know, gathered from what you've said. Like, <laughs> I know. I've been doing automation for a long time now. And, um, yeah. you know, it's it's neat to see where you can go with it. Mm-hmm. So in the uh, following episodes, you'll hopefully hear some really interesting applications of automation as well as um, ways that you can kind of engage in it. But I'm also going to provide some really cool, helpful guidelines so you don't make some of the mistakes that I made in the very beginning. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fearless Together. Make sure you subscribe and learn more at fearless.fm. That's F-E-A-R-L-S-S dot F-M. To your continued success.